this is exactly a big tech uh, fearer's worst nightmare. Uh, many of us worried for years about the growth of big tech, the way in which large companies would end up taking over everything. They would not face monopolies and mergers commissions like they would have done decades ago. They just took yes. over everything. And, and some of us always worried, what will they do once they're in that position? And we're starting to see what they'll do. As soon as one step is taken, you have to start resisting because that makes the next step easier. Though the people who are concerned say that they are not interested in taking books out of libraries or uh, bookstores. I wonder if it's that they are not at this point interested in doing that. But I, I do just want to make sure that um, I, I share some caution on this because um, we just don't know the long-term side effects of, of basically modifying people's um, DNA and RNA to, um, to directly encode in a person's DNA and RNA, basically the ability to, um, to, to produce uh, those antibodies and whether that causes other mutations or other risks down, um, downstream. So. Buettner also announced the launch of a new mobile app for schools called Daily Pass. It allows users to register for vaccines and COVID tests and by answering health screening questions, they get a QR code to enter campus. This will help all of the school get into the building quickly and safely by avoiding crowds at the entrance and we'll know the status of everyone in the building. I've been cautioned not to give an answer to that because we don't know for sure. But my hope is by this time next year, 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 we're going to be back to normal and before that, my hope. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to another midweek edition of Down the Rabbit Hole. My name's Big D. It's good to be here with you, and I hope you're having a great week. And as, as the COVID, in all reality, by the numbers, is just dro dropping off the face of the earth. Deaths are down. Cases are down. Places are opening up. The, uh, the leaders, they, <laughs> they're just not going to give it up, are they? They are not going to stop. That's because we're going through the Great Reset. Right now, we've talked about the Great Reset here on the program many times. I don't think we need to go over that in, in explicit detail. But we are witnessing the Great Reset, which is why they keep pushing it down the road, because it's not complete yet. And I don't know, maybe in a couple of episodes, we'll break that down. But it's in full swing, and it's going on right before our very eyes. want to welcome you to... The show reminds you, you can email us at downtherh at proton.com. And we're getting lots of emails from all over the world. Hello, Australia. Hello, Canada. Hello, England. Hello, Spain. It's good to have uh, Germany, I think, was in there. Lots from all over the place. And, all, and many, many, many states here, right here in the, in the good old USA, as, uh, as good as it is at the moment. <laughs> But uh, we're getting those in there, and, and I, I just want to address a couple of things. I'm getting a lot of requests to go over the, um, the movement that is the letter before R, if you get my drift. 
And the sensors are so high on that that if you that if you even if you say it or you put it in a headline, they're getting immediately banned. The 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 government in the United States has basically put an all-out assault on that letter, which goes before R, and anything associated with it. And so just want to let things cool down a bit before I get into that. And, and I do want to get into that. I think it'll be interesting. It's fascinating. Been following it as an observer for about three years. So I know, I think I know quite a bit about it. And I definitely have my thoughts on it. Also, uh, in regards to the last time we were together and we were talking about money for uh, much of the episode, a lot of people were asking me to go over the coming digital currency and my thoughts on crypto. And we'll definitely, definitely get into that and the Chinese credit score. So those are some things that I, I, I think on the next the next time we get together. So in two weeks when it's my midweek show. I think those, uh, for sure, digital currency and the Chinese credit score, the letter before R, <clears throat> we're, we're <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how that goes. That might have to be a super secret episode. Maybe, maybe I'll do it. Maybe what I could do is I could do that, and that would be one I emailed out to you. And we just don't put it on any of the platforms. So uh, that's an idea. I'll write that down right now, and um, I'll think about that. So... <clears throat> October 19th, 1953, a book was published by one Ray Bradbury, and the title of it was Fahrenheit 451. I hope you've read this book, and if you haven't, you, you need to. You need to get it before it gets burned. Basically, this book was a vision, a dystopian vision of here in the United States, there was a, a lead character, his name was Guy Montag, and he was a fireman, and his job was to go around and basically destroy, burn up books, gather books, cultural, uh, cultural writings, um, in, anything literary, and burn them all up. And, there, and I don't want to give the whole book away, but <clears throat> in the book, he basically has no problem with it. <clears throat> in fact, he's on a crew and they joke about it, and, and they, they don't see anything wrong with it. And then at some point, he has a revelation, and I'll let you uh, figure out the rest. You, I, I do highly recommend you get uh, the book. There was a moment in the book, and I believe it's towards the end. I think it's actually at the end, where he and his buddy Granger are talking about the a phoenix rising and how the death, you know, and flames and rebirth and all that stuff. And his friend says that man has something that the phoenix does not. Mankind can remember its mistakes and never try to repeat them. And then his friend also amuses that a large factory of mirrors should be built so that people can take a long look at themselves and reflect on their lives. And I think that's appropriate for what's going on today. The theme of the show today is book burning and digital disappearance of a lot of things that and, and it's just starting we and i i don't like to say i told you so or I, I but i've brought this up before i brought this up months ago we could see this coming down the pipe and it is being ramped up because first it started with just big tech censoring people 
on their platforms. If, if they didn't agree with what you said, if they didn't like your post, however that, however they deemed you offensive, they could just ban you or put you in, in you know, timeout for days or weeks or how, however it goes. I'm not on social media, and that's one of the reasons because I, I don't need that in my life. But I know it goes on. I, I read the stories. But now we've gone into a whole nother level of absolute censorship, which is all part of the bigger plan. See, these are, these are all the dots that are connecting. The walls are closing in, and they're coming from all sides. And it would take us you know, hours to talk about the entire picture, but we're going to put these little pictures together, and you can, put, you can connect them. So today we're going to talk about what's going on right here. And, and I know it's also going on around the world. It, and this isn't the first time we've gone through this. Book burning is, is nothing new. Now, because we have everything is pretty much you know, cyber these days, it's on the internet, it's on you know, Kindle, it's all electronic. It's not necessarily a physical burning but it's basically it's just a disappearance. It's cyber burning. And book burning's been around for a long time since uh, well China's dynasty in uh, the early 200s. They obliterated the library of Baghdad at one point. I know the the Mayans they burned all of their stuff up. Uh, it, it's been the Nazis are famous for burning books. I, anytime there's been a Marxist revolution. There's been book burning because they, they want to get rid of what they consider to be either propaganda against those who they deem truth tellers. They, it's a, an idea they don't want to get out. So in, in some form, whatever they're trying to get rid of is a danger to what they're trying to implement. And that's what we're seeing here today. And This isn't about being conservative or being liberal or being whatever it's just when this machine cranks up it will come eventually for everything everything except for what is supposed to get out which we see this in the media we see this online google famous facebook youtube they're all censoring big time but i really want to zero in on the, because I'm a huge book reader, and I think you should be too, and my message is basically you better get physical product. You, if, if you love a book or a movie or music, you, you better have a CD or an album. You better have an actual physical book. You need to have a, a DVD or a Blu-ray and some way to play it because what's going on right now is insane, and I've got some stories to prove it. And then we'll get into a little bit of what's going on in the COVID world. Uh, that's insane, as always, and it's just always interesting to roll through that and see what nonsense they have going on and they're trying to uh, drop on our heads. But first of all, I want to start with, uh, the first. Uh, I, I think the first one of the year, because I believe this happened, it, it did, it happened in January, there was a book that was going to be put out by a senator from Missouri, his name is Josh Hawley, and he was planning a, a book called The Tyranny of Big Tech. Uh, I have not read this book. I think, it, I think it just finally came out because Simon & Schuster, before they released it, 
canceled it and basically said we are not cut we're not going to do they they i believe they had already had it printed up and they just shelved all the books shredded them or whatever and the reason was because they didn't agree with them they didn't like what he had to say they didn't um they basically here's their statement we did not come to this decision lightly as a publisher, it will always be our mission to amplify a variety of voices and viewpoints, except for this one, right? At the same time, we take seriously our larger public responsibility as citizens and, not can support, and cannot support Senator Hawley after his role in what became a dangerous threat. So apparently he was involved, or they thought he was a little too over-involved in um, what went on at the Capitol during the Capitol riots. But again... Go through Simon & Schuster's list of books that are up there, and they have books from all, by all kind of people, serial killers, all kind of people. So, so uh, apparently Holly was, uh, was a little too, too rough for them, and so they canceled it and shelved it. Now, he did find somebody else to, to, to put it out there and publish it, but Amazon won't carry it, and none of the, uh, none of the big big books uh, you know, bookstores, online bookstores will carry it. And I don't even know if any of the, how many of the, I'll just say brick and mortar stores will carry it either. Uh, here's a, so this is another one, Abigail Schreier. And this was in November. So this, I guess, so this would have been before Holly's. So anyway, Abigail Schreier wrote a book called Irreversible Damage, The Transgender Craze That's Seducing Our Daughters. It was on. It was for sale on Amazon, and it was for sale at a lot of the bookstores, including Target. And a customer complained, said they um, said the trans community deserves a response as to why they're selling this book about the transgender epidemic sweeping the country. So it was a view this person didn't like. They got a bunch of people together, and they got onto Target's case. Target pulled the book. Amazon pulled the book. Then after some, after some blowback from the, the other, you know, the supporting group of Abigail Schreier, Target did put it back out, and now they've taken it down again. So, and you can't get it on Amazon. They've removed it as well. So that's book number two. Number three, uh, and this is another book, because apparently this is the hot topic. And and people are are you know jumping on board trying to figure out what's going on. But this is Ryan T. Anderson, and he is uh, I don't I, I don't even think he's a conservative. I think he's just he's just a reporter. He wrote a book, When Harry Became Sally, responding to the transgender movement, and Amazon banned that. Barnes and Noble banned it. I know several of the brick and mortar books banned it. And it's gone. If you had bought it, several of these books, uh, I know Abigail Schreier's, also this one by uh, Anderson, if you had bought this book and had it on Kindle and you went to go read it, it was, it was disappeared. They had taken it completely off the platform. You are not allowed at all to, to read it. And again, I'm not it's not about the subject matter to me. It's about the fact that somebody else these are what we call technocrats. These are people who are not elected 
have power and want to put it down on us. They want to tell us what we should and shouldn't read. They, they want to tell us how we should and shouldn't think. Not like, hey, you should read this, draw your own conclusion. No, no, it's harmful. It's, 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 you know, it's bad think. It's not good for you. And I'm sure you've heard about this. Dr. Seuss is, uh, now, this is a little different, obviously, because Dr. Seuss's own publishers, and now Dr. Seuss, of course, passed away a long time ago, but they're going to stop selling six of Dr. Seuss's titles. And it's his early books. And <laughs> so for decades, these books, which is uh, If I Ran the Zoo, and to think I saw it on Mulberry Street, Miguel Gets Pool, On, Be uh, on Beyond Zebra, Scrambled Egg Supper, and The Cat's Quizzer have all been canceled. They're not going to print them anymore. They, they're not going to be available anymore. They're going to be shelved. The, there's a, a theme park down in Los Angeles. It's not Disney, but it's one of the other ones that has a Dr. Seuss section of the park that they're going to go through and like it has a Mulberry Street gift shop. They're going to change that. There's a mural on there with a bunch of the characters from these books. They're going to change that. And so basically what happened was the Dr. Seuss Foundation preemptively took these down because they had they got some feedback from, quote, experts, which were you know, educators and professors and whatever and, the, and and apparently they had a problem this with these books and um that was a commercial off of the stupid website so sorry about that <laughs> it happens anyway so that's another book those are other books that are going down are you familiar with andy no uh, andy no is um He's a reporter who goes around. He's been following Antifa for years. I guess he's really, really big on social media. And he's been, uh, he's infiltrated the group. And, he, and he, so he wrote a book. He wrote a book about Antifa. And there's a, so his hometown is Portland, Oregon. And Portland, Oregon has a huge bookstore. If you've ever been there, it's amazing. You can get lost in it. It's an entire city block. And it's about, four or five stories high, tall. It's unbelievable. It is an amazing bookstore. And they have everything except for Andy No's book. Apparently Antifa went out there and complained and threatened to shut the store down and staged all kind of you know, protest in front of the store, and they caved. Now, you can get his book on Amazon, and you can get it on the website of Powell Books, but Powell Books has been a champion. I've been in there many, many times where they've had entire displays of, quote, banned books. They have a banned book month where they put all these books out there that have, you know, either been threatened or have actually been banned in different parts of, of the world, uh, like Salman Rusky, um, you know, Mark Twain, lots of different books. But they're guilty of it themselves right there. So Andy No will no longer 
his book, and it's a number one bestseller. If you go on Amazon, it's an actual number one bestseller. It may have dropped for a moment because I think last time I checked, all the Dr. Seuss books, all the Dr. Seuss books that were canceled are in the top 10 sellers right now, and they're selling for hundreds of dollars. So if you have one of those books, hang on to it. You might be able to send your kids through college with it. I'm not kidding because uh, it is getting ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous. Here is a, a story, and this so this has to do with Amazon Prime and their streaming service. Not sure if you know who Shelby Steele is. He's an excellent writer. I've read several of his books. He's a, a professor, and his son is a filmmaker who made a film called What Killed Michael Brown. Now, if you... Michael Brown was the teenager that was killed in Ferguson, Missouri, and it kind of sparked the Black Lives Matter movement. It was the whole hands up, don't shoot thing, and they did a film exploring it. Well, Amazon did not like their take, so they banned it from their streaming service. You cannot watch it on... It was up for about a day, got some complaints... And so they, they completely took it down and they banned it. Let's see. Oh, also, a highly respected Supreme Court justice, uh, judge, they, they had a documentary on him, and this was during Black History Month. They removed it. There's a documentary of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and there should be. Good. But because they don't like his politics, they, didn't, they don't like where he, you know, falls in the narrative they took it off the platform and you can't get it if you had bought it or if you had rented it it disappeared so you see what's going on here and right now i mean yeah i, I in my opinion i think it leans towards the right because the democrats are in control but it does it's not it's not really about that don't get hung up on that that that's all just that, that's noise what's really going on is the tech giants are deciding what is good for you. You don't get to decide for yourself. And if something shows up on there and and you, and you like it and they don't approve of it, they're going to get rid of it. It's also going on in, in several other areas. There was a uh, several House Democrats. They sent a letter to... The uh, many of the cable outlets, and they're trying to put pressure to deplatform certain news organizations. Now, again, I think uh, this is a this is this could be go go under a left wing right wing thing, but don't get caught up on that. Don't get caught, get look at what's actually happening. It's the fact that in our society today, there is a group of people who think they are smarter more educated, and that they are your betters, and they need to protect you, protect me. They need to, they, they need to shield us from things they don't think we should know or see or hear. And it's very, very dangerous. What's going on is extremely dangerous. <laughs> For example, I thought this was this was it's a kind of a cute story, but it's also indicative of what's going on. Now, this took place over in Australia. 
A Facebook algorithm accuses an 81-year-old grandmother of hate speech over knitted pigs. So apparently, Rita Rich McCahey, a retired teacher who lives in Australia, she created a Facebook page to share with the world her love of knitting and to raise money for the Smith Family Charity, which helps disadvantaged children, which is really nice. After posting, posting some pictures of her own knitted pigs, she referred to them as white pigs and high-vis pigs, resulting in the threat to terminate her account over, quote, hate speech. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Facebook, here's Facebook. Facebook says <clears throat> that its automated system flagged the comments were a mistake and that its AI sometimes makes mistakes. Yes, it does. And that should frighten everybody. That should scare you to death. And, and, it, and when we get into the Chinese credit score, you're going to see why, it's, why it is a big deal, this road that they're taking us down. It is a big deal because it will affect anything and everything you do coming into the future. Now, this is a, here's an article that I, I don't know why this isn't headline news and not put, being put all over because this is what's going on behind the scenes. This comes to us from Breitbart. Microsoft and friends want to destroy online privacy. Microsoft has teamed up with a number of tech and media companies to create a system of tracing content around the Internet that could destroy online privacy and anonymity, radically transforming the nature of the web. What, they wanted, what they're working on and what they want to do is they want to be able to basically fingerprint every single computer, every single phone, Everything, your TV, anything that's smart related is going to have a digital fingerprint. And if you post something, you send an email, you comment, you send a private message on, I don't know, Messenger or you know, whatever platform you're on, and they don't like it because they're going to monitor it all. And, they're, and again, it'll be an AI system, and they're going to look for trigger words, they're going to look for certain words. They're going to look for patterns, and if they could, if they determine it to be hate speech or that you're planning something or whatever it is, they don't like what you're up to, they will know exactly where it came from at all times, and then they can just click, shut you down, shut you off in real time, in real time. So that is frightening. To me, it is anyway. Even if you have a VPN, they're 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 working around. You know, like if you have a VPN, they they claim that you uh, as you surf the web, you you have a, a bit more privacy. That a lot of your data can't be collected by your you know, Google or Amazon or your internet provider. But what the, what this is going to do? is going to learn how to bypass all of that. And anything that comes out of your computer, anything that you type, anything that you look at, anything that you do, will carry a specific stamp, and it will be traced right back to you. And if they don't like it, boom, it's gone. <laughs> that, that's, why, that's why we need to stand up for this stuff, this stuff 
right now. Because book burning, taking material away, even even if right now, even if you're like, I don't like any of those books you mentioned, I would never read those books. Great. I probably wouldn't either. It's not my thing. But why would we deny somebody else the ability or the chance to read it? There's a lot of things that I read that people would probably say, wow, that's nuts. That's crazy. We don't like that. We don't think you should be thinking like that. We don't think you should be filling your head with those things. We're going to take that away. Well, that's not personal freedom. That's not that's and I and I'm a big believer of of, of reading lots of different lots of different subjects, lots of different perspectives, lots of different ideas because then you can form your own opinion. But if you're only getting the government or the big tech approved or or the the Mockingbird Media approved message, then we're all doomed. We're all in trouble. We have to fight back now. And I do highly recommend that you get physical product of the things that you really like. Store them up. Have them on hand. I, I had somebody email me one time and ask, what books should they get? What books should they have on hand? Whatever books you like. Because they're going to come... When a machine like this cranks up, when this gets going, it is a monster that won't stop until it eats itself and everything's gone. Because they will find something wrong with every little thing. Because once they get rid of this group of books, they're going to go after the next one. And then they're going to go after the next one. And you're like, wow, that's a slippery slope argument right there. It's not a slippery slope argument. It's slippery slope reality. That is how this works. Once they get going, they won't quit. We have to be uh, uh, alert to that. And we have to be, hey, maybe it does stop. But again, why why should we let it get started? Why? There's no no reason for it. None. There's anarchist uh, cookbooks out there. You have uh, the Satanic Bible out there. You have the mind comps floating around. You have uh, you know, Karl Marx books, books by Karl Marx, you, all kind of stuff out there that I would say, man, yeah, that's probably you know, it's not great. Probably not the best thing that was ever put on paper. But I'm not going to yank it out of your hand and go burn it and say you you can never read that. That's ridiculous. I think we should probably all read them and figure out what's in there. You know, so then we can make our own conclusions. That's how it works. Okay, let's shift gears a little bit here and let's go into some COVID stuff because there are some there's some COVID news out there that is it goes along these same lines of them basically get, sticking their nose into everything that we have going on in our lives. We're losing our autonomy, we're losing our anonymity, we're losing our self. And that's what we have to hang on to. We're an individual. You're an individual, I'm an individual, I have individual thoughts, I have individual wants and desires. They might be, uh, they're obviously separate from from yours. We may have things that, you know, we have in common, that we join in common, and then other things we don't. That's what's called being an individual. This group think, this this group hurting, this hurting mentality that they're trying to put everybody into, this conformity is unbelievable, and they are not giving up. They're not giving up. So let's start with this. 
college lockdown violation snitching app that uses public relief funds is facing scrutiny. Well, it's facing scrutiny, and, and that's not even so. The headline is a little misleading because I'm not worried about uh, the fact that public funds funded. What I'm worried about is that they have a snitching app. And this is taking place on the campus of the University of North Carolina. And what is it? it's an app called Safer Ways. And it encourages reporting of COVID violation, violations such as lack of mask, non-compliance with social distancing rules. The app provides real-time updates allowing the police and the university to pinpoint exactly where the infraction was committed. <laughs> Unbelievable. So on campus, you have this app. You can tattletale on everybody and alerts the police and the university to exactly where this, uh, the you know, the no masking or two people are a little too close together. There's a group hanging out together, whatever. They know right where it happened in real time. Insane. And I'm telling you, when we go through this Chinese credit score, because I've been doing a lot of research on this, when we get into that, you're going to see why this, why they're doing this. At the beginning of this whole COVID thing, way back, and this is before we even had a podcast, this is when we were just doing it on the station. I called this the great conditioning when the COVID first came out and you could see where it was going. I dubbed it the great conditioning and that's, and it's really, and it's shown to be way truer than I even thought because they are reconditioning people, groups, they're reconditioning mindsets and they're reconditioning society for how they want to move forward, which then goes into, as you know, the great reset and down the rabbit hole we go, and we've been <laughs> on all of that. Uh, February 25th, UK looks to embrace World Economic Forum's idea of, drumroll please, immunity passports. Of course. Don't forget your passports, says the World Economic Forum, as they, uh, which was a recent treat, uh, tweet. They're promoting the idea of people having to show documentation to enter gyms, restaurants, and bars. And there's a there's a great little video. Oh, it's it's just it's so not all these people, they're so happy. They're just so happy that they can go to the shoe store, they can go to the gym, and they have their, their neat little pass and they're they're all smiling. And uh, they just think it's the greatest thing. Of course, uh, you know, we know who the World Economic Forum is. That's Klaus Schwab, and they are the uh, the the author and the constructs of the, this fourth industrial revolution and the great reset also uk's prime minister boris johnson hinted that brits might require vaccine passports domestically to access public venues such as pubs and theaters uk uh, government has previously adamantly denied it was working on the so-called vaccine passports uh-oh uh-oh They've been telling us that, oh, oh no, it'll never happen. Not going to do it. That's all. That's, that's hokey. That's a myth. Blah, blah, blah. And you know they've been working on it the entire time because, because of this. Our good friend Bill Gates, what's he up to weekly to destroy everything? This is from the Daily Wire. Dystopian nightmare. Microsoft teams up with schools to create COVID Daily Pass for Kids. Microsoft has teamed up with the Los Angeles Unified uh, School District to bring students 
a COVID-19-related comprehensive system called Daily Pass. system requires children to be scanned into school with their own unique QR code. If a student doesn't have the barcode, they cannot get into the school. And per the district, students will also be wearing masks, staying six feet apart, getting temperatures checked outside the school. Uh, the QR code for each student and staff member, and the code authorizes entry. You can set up your COVID testing on there. You can, once you get your vaccine, it'll show up on there. It tells you if kids in your class have been exposed, and on and on it goes, and they keep track of you. They know exactly where you're at. My theory on this is there's been a lot of blowback by the adults around the world. People are waking up to this. Same thing with the vaccine. A lot of blowback. A lot of people not wanting to take it. A lot of people not wanting to you know, get, on, get in on this COVID pass, have it on your phone, all these tracking devices. So what do you do next? Where do you go? Aim for the kids. Get them all used to this. There's no reason kids should be wearing masks. There's no reason kids should be socially distancing. And there's no reason kids should have to have a COVID pass on their phone. But yet, here we are. This also, uh, according to the Daily Wire, New Yorkers will have to show COVID-19 passport to enter stadiums, theaters, and businesses. Similar to a mobile airline boarding pass, each pass will have a secure QR code. And you know where this goes. QR code, you have to scan it, and then it tells them if you're updated on your vac vaccination, if you've tested positive or negative in the last week, you will not be able to get into stadiums, theaters, businesses. Yeah, and and the, that list will expand. You know it. It'll be pretty soon. It'll be grocery stores. It'll be... Public transportation, we already know the airlines are going to require this. Cruises are going to require this. This, this is in, it's here, and it's in real time. And I'm going to tell, I'm putting it out there right now. Any business that requires me to go in with one of these passports, I will never do business with you ever. Never. I'm not, I will not darken the door of your place, and I will... Tell us, I, I will beg as many people as I can to not support you. If you're a business and you sign on for this, I hope you go bankrupt. I, I really do. I hope you shut down. I hope people avoid you like the plague because we have, we have to stand up to this stuff. We cannot allow this stuff to, to move forward. This is the line. This is the great reset, and, and it's happening, and we have to, we either have to create an alternative to it, or we have to, just, we have to fight it head on, and I'm good either way. Toronto Sun, experts call Peel guidelines to place children in solitary quarantine cruel punishment. Uh, I, I completely agree. Wait till you hear about this. Peel Health has issued guidelines to parents instructing them to keep any children who have been sent home because a classmate has tested positive for COVID-19 isolated in a separate room from all other family members for 14 days. The severe guidelines, which apply even to small children who are 
dismissed from child care, dismissed from child care, are being criticized by experts as harmful and not supported by science. They don't care. They don't care. Uh, what, how it works, here's how it works. What to do if your child is dismissed from school or child care. The child must self-isolate, which means stay in a separate bedroom, eat in a separate room apart from others, use a separate bathroom if possible. If the child must leave their room, they should wear a mask and stay two meters apart from others. It's strongly recommended to test for COVID-19 on or after the date listed in your letter. This, this is not if your kid, this is not if your kid has COVID, which I would never do this anyway. This is if somebody in their class, somebody in their class gets COVID or get or test positive. And we know all about the test. We know all about the false positive. They're recommending that your kids all the way down through childcare, you sh- sh- shut them away in their own room for 14 days. Any other children who live at the same address should stay home from school or child care until the child who is a close contact returns to school or child care. Uh, do not need to self-isolate in a separate room and or should not go out to play with friends or see family who don't live with you. Adults living in the same address, address can go to work unless the child develops symptoms or tests positive, should check for COVID-19 symptoms for everyone in the household, Healthcare workers should check with their employees about their organization's policy. Insane. Insane. If your child does not have any symptoms, the child must self-isolate, which means in a separate room, eat in a separate room apart from others, and use a separate bathroom. That's child abuse is what that is. No, not doing it, and neither should you. Refuse. Refuse this nonsense. I'm begging you. Do not do not bow into this stuff. These are insane people who are making this stuff up. They, I, there's no way whoever wrote that or whoever came up with that has kids. No way. You're, you're going to put your kid in a room for two weeks? They can't come out and hang out with the family? They can't eat with you? They have to go use a separate bathroom, stay away from everybody, wear a mask in the home? No way. They're not even sick. This is this is just if somebody in their class. Uh, it's unbelievable. This comes to us from Summit News. Freedom bracelet tracking device launched as alternative to quarantine. Israel has rolled out what it's called a freedom bracelet. Didn't we have this in England? Didn't they have a freedom pass? I love how they tack these words on it. Freedom bracelet. Sounds so nice. Freedom pass. Oh, yeah. Because, see... It's the idea that they're being benevolent to you. We're going to give you some, we're going to give you some freedom. Right? Now we already have freedom. We don't need your permission. Anyway, a tracking device will serve as an alternative to a 2-week quarantine for anyone entering the country from abroad. The device which looks like a smartwatch is being produced by a company called Supercom which has previously worked with governments of several countries on systems to track and monitor prisoners <laughs> so it's an ankle bracelet that you wear on your wrist is what it is and they but instead of calling it a, a tracking device or an ankle monitor 
and you're a prisoner. No, it's we just put a little, we just tack a nice little name on. It's the freedom bracelet. Don't you know? Don't you see? See how that works? It's the it's the freedom bracelet. Uh, the CEO of Supercom said we call it a freedom bracelet because we are not locking anybody up, but rather giving them the opportunity to go home and be tracked by the government if they try to leave their house. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Fight back. Fight back. That's all I can say. <laughs> oh, what else do we have up here? Oh, yeah. Angela Merkel. EU leaders, quote, and this is just from this is just from a couple of days ago. This is Angela Merkel. EU leaders have, quote, all agreed that we need vaccine passports. After the European Commission convened to discuss the potential of so-called vaccine passports, German Chancellor Angela Merkel told reporters that, quote, we have all agreed that we need vaccine certificates. Mm -hmm. There you go. So uh, I'll, I'll put all this stuff in the, I don't need to read the whole thing. You get the gist. I'll put this stuff um, in the show notes. You can go through it. It talks about you know, all the different countries in the EU who got together and they all agree that you, because I guarantee they're not going to have one. They're, they're not going to have one. You, you, know that's, you know that's true, don't you? It's rules for you and me and not for them. Uh, okay, one more thing about uh, COVID. I thought this was interesting. And this is, uh, this is from yesterday. Swedish professor quits COVID-19 research amid hostility over his findings. A Swedish professor of epidemiology has quit researching COVID-19 after facing fierce backlash over his finding that the illness poses a low threat to children, undermining the political argument that schools can't reopen. Jonas Ludvigsen, a professor of clinical epidemiology at the Karolinska Institute, said he has lost sleep as a result of the angry messages through social media and email assailing his study and partly blaming him for Sweden's contrarian COVID-19 strategy. And we've heard about this. We, we this is another this, uh, you know this goes into uh, the book burning or the canceling or how, however you want to whatever you want to however you want to frame this whole thing where they're just wiping people out digitally, wiping people out with any kind of dissenting voice. We've seen this with a lot of doctors who are banned from YouTube, banned from Facebook, banned from Twitter, highly respected, have published over and over and over for years and years and years, who have come out and said, this is all nonsense, we need to knock this off, but it goes against the narrative, and so they get banned. No, and so nobody can hear it. You can't hear that. That's that's why I bring it to you. That's why we try to bring it to you. I'm not the only one. There's lots of great people out there doing this work. And um, I just hope that you know, it's helping on some level to, you know, to open our eyes so we can actually see what they're hitting us over the head with right now. All right. <clears throat> Last story. I, could, I I couldn't let this go because... <laughs> I've gotten so much. I've gotten so much stuff back about my food sections, and I'm not. I'm not obsessed with food. That's not the point. The point is, part of the Greek, the Great Reset is 
a reset of farming, a reset of production and a production of food. And it's all tied up in the global warming and how they want to reduce what you eat, what we eat, where we eat, how much we eat. And so it is a thing. It is a thing. So I found this story. World Economic Forum, of course, encourages plebs, which would be us, to eat weeds and drink sewage. World Economic Forum published two articles on its website which explored how people could be conditioned to get used to the idea of eating weeds, bugs, and drinking sewage water in order to reduce CO2 emissions. See, I told you, it's, it's the COVID has been married right, right into, and, and I said this back quite a while ago, I saw it coming, they were going to marry COVID right along upside the, you know, whatever you call it, global warming, the coming ice age, climate change, whatever you want to call it, whatever the latest uh, fear-mongering of the environment is. Finding new food, uh, finding new plant-based food is becoming increasingly urgent with the world's population forecast to grow by 2 billion in the next 30 years, states an article authored by Douglas Broom on the official World Economic Forum website. While farming animals for meat generates 14.5% of total global greenhouse emissions, weed captures carbon from the atmosphere and can therefore help to control climate change. According to Broom, weeds can be nutritious and tasty. And they're easy to grow. Unbelievable. So so there you go. Uh, Learn to, to like dandelion stew. Uh, dandelion tea, go out and get some crabgrass, uh, you know, mix them up with your eggs. And, uh, you know, when you got runoff going down the street, that guy's washing his car, just scoop some up. You're good to go. You'll, you'll adjust, like Bill Gates said about the fake meat, you'll adjust to the taste. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. It's all going to be Okay. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. It's um, quite the ride we're on. And sometimes you just you just have to laugh because it's, it's just getting so ridiculous. It's sad, though, because occasionally I will run into somebody. In my, I'll just in my circle. I, I hang out with a lot of people who I would say are like minded with, with me. You know, they see through all of this stuff and some maybe not on the level that I would hope they would, but th- they see it. And, and they're certainly waking up to it. But every now and then I run into somebody who is bought full on in on all of this stuff. And it is amazing to see how their brain works and, and how they um, just how scared they are and how worried they are and how bought into all of this they are. And, and it's all just it's it's amazing to to see that. And just wonder what it would be like to be so scared and so worried and, and have everybody telling you, everybody you know, outside of yourself telling you what's good for you and what you need to do, what you should do. It is amazing. And I, ho- I, I hope if you're out there listening and I hope you think for yourself. I hope you're a critical thinker. I hope you think logically. I hope you cut through the noise. I hope you do your own research. And of course, with them banning everything, it's getting it's getting harder and harder 
because stuff's disappearing off the internet, left, right, and center. They're disappearing books. They're disappearing movies. They're disappearing uh, music. I don't even get into music. I don't have time. Uh, there's been several artists who they just disappeared, right? Didn't like their political view. Didn't like something they did. Didn't like something they said. And up, uh, gone, disappeared. And if you had their music digitally, it's not there anymore, even though you paid for it. I don't know if you're getting a refund or not, but it doesn't matter. If you like their music and they don't like them for whatever reason or they're all of a sudden socially taboo, out you go. And tough luck if you like them. So it's crazy times. Crazy, crazy times we're living in. We got to stay grounded. We have to stay in reality. We have to stay level-headed. We have to see this stuff for what it is, and we have to fight back. If it's just in a small, personal way, or if you can get a group of people, uh, however you got to make your stand, make your stand. And uh, well, that's it for me. I want to thank you guys for listening and looking forward to seeing you uh, back here on Sunday as we go into David Berg. Holy smokes. Um, it's going to be uh, another fascinating but at the same time disturbingly disgusting show. But I think it's important that we get there out. Everybody, have a great week. Oh, oh, real quick. I did put, uh, I dropped the Jim Jones speech on uh, on our our podcasting platform because I thought it went, it goes along with all the cult stuff that we're, we've been talking about and, and I think most people know about Jonestown most people have heard of Jonestown and if you, if you haven't I put in the link uh, a really decent documentary about it but on the day that Jim Jones that they served up the Kool-Aid where they had the mass suicide there was uh, about a four, I think it's forty about forty five minutes of him just rambling on and on, and then members of his congregation cult getting up and taking the mic and talking about how much he had meant to them. And there's one particular there's one particular lady, and I, and I think you'll know who I'm talking about. You can tell that fight or flight kicked in. And she was really fighting it. And, and you just want to, you just, I, I find myself screaming, run, lady, run, run now, get out, run, run. But no, all the people around her talk her into uh, her eventual fate. And it's very, very sad. But it's a, it's a really good lesson on how propaganda, mind control, and, uh, just the subversion and mind tricks that this that he had them under that he could walk them from the United he could take them from the United States to Ghana to their death and you'll hear it in his presentation so if you got time I highly recommend you take a listen to it I just thought I'd put it up there because I think it's important in light of all the stuff we're talking about with cults. I'm Big D. I'll see you on Sunday. Remember, down the RH at proton.com. That's how you email us. And uh, next time we get together, we're going to go over digital currency and the Chinese credit score.